Are you working in the New South Wales disability sector? This past weekend, the New South Wales Labor opposition announced a portable entitlement scheme should it win the 2023 New South Wales election. If Labor is elected in 2023, we'll introduce a portable leave scheme for workers in the NDIS aged care and gig economy. And we'll also introduce workers' compensation entitlements for those that work in the gig economy. These are important reforms. They match in part what's already in place in Queensland and Victoria. They are long overdue in New South Wales. We can't be in a situation where we're recruiting often young people, students and international migrants to an industry that we know to be dangerous without the workplace safety regime in place to protect these people when they're at work. So what are portable entitlements? Essentially, portable entitlements allow workers to accrue leave and other entitlements through industry rather than through their employer. This means that should workers in New South Wales disabilities change roles but remain within the sector, they will hold on to their entitlements. To explain more about this, today we have Senior Industrial Manager for Disabilities, Thane Pearce. Welcome, Thane. Hi. <laughs> um, Thane, we've heard generally about the portable entitlements. Why would they be important for the disability sector? Uh, first of all, Marianne, what I wanted to say is that um, it's really pleasing that Labor have decided to get on the front foot and really look at this issue, not just for our members working in the disability sector, but also, importantly, for those uh, workers working uh, in the gig economy. Portable entitlements essentially allow workers the ability to maintain, if you like, career continuity and the continuity of the accrual of their workplace entitlements, whether they move from one job in an industry to another job with another employer in the same industry. And we think that that is a reform that is well overdue. Absolutely. It was encouraging to hear that they even were going to put this forward. So could you explain the long-term implications of casualisation to the sector? Well, what we've seen, particularly over the last 15 to 20 years uh, in the disability sector, is uh, an increasing shift towards um, what has become now a predominantly casualised workforce. Uh, and as we know, casual workers generally are unable to secure the same sorts of entitlements, and particularly entitlements to leave, that permanent or permanent part-time workers can. So while the detail of this announcement is still in the process of being worked through, what we anticipate is that it's going to go some distance to providing some of those entitlements that many workers take for granted but casual workers have been excluded from. What does the proposed policy mean for workers' compensation? Well, again, that's one of those areas where the detail really needs to be worked through. But um, for workers working in the gig economy, they haven't always been classified uh, as employees but have been classified as contractors. So they haven't had the same entitlements to access workers' compensation where they're injured at work. And we've seen a number of really, really tragic outcomes, particularly for those workers working in delivery. And what's, what that has meant is that where they've been injured at work, 
They haven't had the same access to workers' compensation as employees have. In fact, they've been excluded from it to a certain extent. And in some cases, which have been fairly high profile, uh, where workers have indeed died in the course of their employment, their families have had to rely on other avenues for compensation. And of course, that never makes up for the loss of a life. And I don't want to pretend that this is ever going to replace someone's mum or dad or partner, but uh, certainly anything that the government can do to address what has become, if you like, a gap uh, in our workplace relations system and our workers' compensation system is certainly a step in the right direction and it's welcome, I think, not only by our union... Uh, but right across the movement. For our members in disability, Thane, would this be an announcement that will be welcomed by our members? I think there's no question. The disability sector, and there's been uh, a report that's been released only very recently by the National Skills Commission, shows that by 2028, the care sector, including the disability sector, is going to suffer a shortfall of around 100,000 workers That's only in the next couple of years. We need to take urgent action to address that potential workforce crisis. I mean, if we're honest about it, it's a workforce that is already in crisis. The fact of the matter is people are leaving the industry in droves and it's because the industry is unable to attract and retain skilled workers and people are choosing to leave the industry because it is uncompetitive. Governments need to take this seriously. The state Labor opposition have indicated that they can see the problem and they intend, if they are elected to government next year, to begin addressing that issue. That is not an issue, however. That is one that the New South Wales government can address on its own. We need a proper national plan. We need a plan with all tiers of government. We need a plan with all stakeholders. Stakeholders, you know, including the NDIS. We need the providers uh, of care to be at the table. We need unions and we need people with disability involved in those conversations directly as well. But unless we start looking at this issue and taking this problem seriously, we are going to see a real crisis unfold over the course of only a few years uh, in the disability and care sector in this country. Just my final question. Back in 2017, we had the privatisation of ADAC, which is Ageing and Disability Home Care Services. Do we feel that we would be in the same position as we are now if they didn't privatise Adak? Look, I think the short answer to that is no. Uh, and what we saw in New South Wales in particular was that the New South Wales government was responsible for around 40% of all disability care uh, in New South Wales. Um, and the overwhelming majority of care delivered to those people living with a disability with extremely high needs. What that situation allowed for, that is 
the government provision of care was that government was ultimately responsible for and a direct stakeholder in the delivery of critical social services to some of the most vulnerable people in our society. That has an effect on how the whole sector operates and, if you like, it allows government to establish a very clear benchmark for the provision of quality services and by exiting the field, which is what the New South Wales uh, government then, uh, under the leadership of Barry O'Farrell and the Coalition, chose to do, ultimately undermines the quality of care and the ability of governments uh, to actively oversee and ensure that the care that is provided is what is required for people with disability. And I think governments need to really look at whether or not the privatisation of services, and I'm not talking here about the NDIS, right, which is a funding model, rather I'm talking about the provision of services, whether it was really a good idea for the government to exit the field holus bolus as it did. I would be very interested in speaking with not only potentially a future New South Wales Labor government, but also uh, having further conversations with the federal government around that particular issue, because I don't think governments have really sat back and, and looked in any serious way at whether or not that decision has improved uh, outcomes for people with disability in care. Thanks for your time, Fane. And this won't be the last time we talk to you because I'm sure there's going to be quite a few things shifting in the disability sector and we're always here fighting for our members and their clients because the clients are the ones that, you know, at the end of the day are the ones that suffer if there's no care. That's right. And look, I look forward to talking to you again. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Fane. Protect yourself at work. Call the PSA today on 1300 772 679 or head to psa.asn.au.